All right. I guess we'll find out. Hey now! Almost forgot the applause. That's the applause. Yeah. Join <laughs> applause. Yes. Hey everybody, this is Johnny Bain. Welcome to exclusively Van Halen, the weekly show and podcast. It is January twenty eighth, twenty twenty two, eight oh eight p.m. Eastern, five oh nine p.m. Pacific. How does that work? Six oh nine Mountain. Yeah. And uh, here we are. What do we do? Hello? Exclusively EVH. <laughs> Exclusively EVH. Yeah, it's the same show, you guys. It's, well, I mean, it's, it's the same same program, but new name. And uh, so, so it's, uh, it's even more exciting. So uh, really quickly, really quickly, let's say hello to our executive producers here on Johnny Bean TV. They are Dave Ennis, Vinyl Freak 5150, Mike Neese, Music Therapy Laz, Majestic PB and J Cat, Wayno, False Flag, Sherman Callahan, Andy Carson, Michael B, R Habs, Warlag, The Chad, yeah. Lenny Lou and Mary, James Gum, John Moronic, Paul Martin Martin Woods, Stephen Franklin. It's a lot of reading. Michael Smith, the captain. The captain, everybody, is the captain. Thomas Santiago, Joe Christian, Jim Ray Hawkins, and Steve Carmichael. Steve Carmichael. That is the top tier of channel members here on Johnny Bean TV here on YouTube. If you'd like to become a channel member, click that join button right below the 20 thumbs ups. Thank you so much, you guys. Thank you, thank you, thank you. And we're live on Facebook, Johnny Bean TV Facebook page, where we have Facebook stars, a digital gift that helps in the production of these shows. We're basically live all over Facebook. We're live in my Van Halen group, exclusively Van Halen, just under 63,000 members, EVH Gear Fans Live group and page. And uh, what else? We're live. You changed the name <laughs> of, the, of the Facebook group. You did it, huh? I did it, and nobody complained. Really? Yeah. What? <laughs> Four yeah, there was button. enough complaining already, but no. People, they ran out of complaints. That the, you know, the complaint forms, you go to a business and it's like, oh, if you have a complaint or a comment, fill out the, you, you didn't leave a pad of those papers so nobody could, could complain, you know? No, no, it's cool. It's cool. So, so uh, we got Jay Hannon, of course, right down there. We got Kurt 5150. And Kurt, who do we have? Oh man, Johnny, what an exciting night tonight. Um, of course, there's a common theme around these parts with what we talk about, what we feature. But tonight, we are blessed to have the one, the only, Howard Kaplan, formerly from Fender EVH. Tonight, Howard, thanks for joining. Well, you're welcome. Glad to be here. 
That might be the best intro to a guest that we've ever had on the show. <laughs> Whatever. Kurt, thanks, thanks for the heavy lifting, because that's the hardest thing to do. That's the hardest thing to do is to, you know. <laughs> Jay, thank you very much. Uh, we do have 50 people watching. Do you want to read uh, who's in the chat already? <laughs> Oh no, no no come on come on we we got we got a guest on tonight we can't be taking these uh well whatever it's probably Kurt with the C we're yeah, getting phone calls to too I'll I'll, right. I'll take it off the air real quick all right I'll do a quick roll call and then we'll get down to brass tacks here uh, everybody so we got seven over eight is in the chat I, I appreciate that myself all Dave all Good night Browns fan Cameron Brown all the way from Scotland a wow. close personal buddy of mine um. Christopher Live Sawa is here. Guitar for a Cure is here. Janice Lala, Johnny Bean. Thank you, Johnny, for joining us. Keith Campbell. What's up, Keith? Kevin Cachell. Larry Christensen. Hey, Larry. What's up, man? Larry. Leo. What? What? I was just saying hi to Larry. Oh. Uh, Larry. Oh, I already said that. Leo Safko. Liquid Charlie. Hey, man. Liquid Charlie. Oh, cool. Hell yeah. Yeah, he's from uh, Europe, right? Yep. Um... Where do I leave off here? Majestic PB&J Cat, Mr. Nick, Nelson Rodriguez, Nightbot, R2R3 Locking Nut, Rick Green, Rock Daddy. We got uh, Smitty here. Symmetry is in the chat. <laughs> Steve Carmichael, Thomas Santiago, Thrash Mars, Tim Thomas, Tubin, Wayno, Zach Thong. And there's still more people jumping in. This is awesome. Janice Lala, James G, Dan, Dan Halen. And everybody else joining late. Well, it's nerd Halen. Nerd Halen. Nerd Halen is here. Nerd Halen. <laughs> and everybody else. That's enough talking for me. I think uh, it's time uh, to get Howard, you know. Well, first, let me say hello to Peter Guzmano. He, he put a special hello to me. Oh, awesome. Hi, Peter. Yeah, I've talked with him on, well, not talk. Well, occasionally we talk, but a lot of back and forth on the internet for many years. Awesome. Is oh, he cool. in the... He just He's did a super the... chat. Did he? Yeah, for five yeah, bucks. So thank oh, you, Oh, the guitar for a cure. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I didn't I didn't right. read the... Sorry, I didn't read the um, the comment yet. So, Howard, you see probably uh, a few themes in some of the names of the people in the chat. Um, we're all crazy and uh, dying to hear what uh, you have to share with us tonight after Johnny gets off the phone. Yeah, I know. How rude. So we can just sit here in silence for the next 10 minutes. <laughs> just, <we're all> rude. <laughs> just leave Johnny sitting by himself. Well, I'll, I'll, I'll start off. I just basically want to start with how I got into the EVH game. Beautiful. Oh, perfect. Okay. Good segue. Living up in Seattle, and I worked for Fluke Electronics for many, many years. Almost 18 years. How long did you live in Seattle, Howard? Uh, 24 years total. Okay, I'm in Yakima. You're in Yakima, okay. Cool. I'm in Yakima, yeah. That was the last place we saw the sun when we moved there and we crossed the mountains. In, in oh, snow, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and crossed Snoqualmie and then... Yep. I don't think it was till almost June when we finally saw the sun. Oh my gosh, that's funny. Yeah, they when get rain when, uh... when I interviewed there, it was beautiful. The whole time in December. Anyway, so I, I relocated... Uh, to Seattle when I was 24. Worked at John Fluke Electronics for 18 years and another company for five or six years with uh, 
I, I left, I, I was with Fluke for 14, left for five and went back for four or five. Mm-hmm. And then not, and I was in a Fluke Networks group, high tech stuff. And 9-11 happened and Seattle was is a real high tech town. Right. A lot of guys got let go during that, mm. right after 9-11, including me. <laughs> so I was out on the street, couldn't, I just couldn't get an interview for close to two years. Jeez. So I took in, I took in a roommate because at that time I was living alone and he was a guitar luthier for Fender. So I got a connection to Fender and he wanted me to join forces with him and become an amp repair guy because wow. people were always asking about an amp repair. Mm-hmm. So I did that and four or five months went by and I wasn't getting any money. And I go, what's going on here? <laughs> so I asked Brent, his name was Brent. And, and he sort of said, don't worry about it. They'll take care of it. So I called down the flu. Uh, no, I mean, Fender, uh, yeah. Don Wiggins, the head of the service group. And he said, well, Brent sort of owes us a bunch of money. So I suggest that you go on your own. So I got a license and I became a Fender repair center on my own. Oh, wow. And I joined, and I did, I became a repair center for Marshall, Mesa Boogie, Houston Re- Houston Kettner, uh-huh. uh, St. Louis Music, just a whole bunch of them. So, so back that. up real quick. Flute, okay, go ahead. Um, do they do, were they doing stuff for Microsoft back then? Or? No. Fluke was a, was like a company. Aerospace? Like who? Oh, okay. who Benchtop okay. High Precision Instruments. Okay. They were actually a secondary standard for the Volt. So okay. they were calibration type people, Volt meters. And I worked on automatic test equipment for calibrating uh-huh. volt meters. And right. then I designed a frequency measurement device, uh, you know, to measure time and frequency. And Jay, so didn't I, you work in the electronics industry for a handful of years? Yeah, but I was, I worked at IBM, but I was a ma- on the manufacturing line, but uh-huh. I was not like shipping not and receiving. It's, <laughs> it's not, yeah, no, no. I mean, I was working on, on the tools, but you know, I wasn't one of the guys that, you know, was designing and, and changing things. It was just like running a, yeah. Yeah. So I was a design engineer for the first 14 years. Then I left to go to a barcode company, designing oh. barcode scanners and stuff for five mm-hmm. years. And then I got a call from a friend at Flukes, Fluke, and they were starting up a new division, Fluke Networks, a startup. Uh-huh. Okay. So I jumped in thinking, well, someday I'll be wealthy by doing this. But unfortunately, it didn't work out that way. Right. Uh, so switching over, switching over to the amps, happened. was it just What's like that? switching over to the amps? Was that just a learning curve or was it naturally uh, the same really process? Early on in my career, which I didn't really touch on very much, I worked at Vox Thomas designing in Chicago, designing keyboards and some rock and roll amp stuff. College State. Okay. Back then. okay. Nice. So, and, and I was also. Um, my whole life has been involved with electronics. I started fooling around when I was like eight. And, but I got into my teenage years I, uh, because I was really interested in music. I started, I built a, a, a nice stereo system. With, I used to build kits for myself and for friends. And uh, so awesome. I, I'm intimately familiar with electronics over the years. I was repairing televisions for my relatives to the point where it got to be too crazy and I had to stop doing that. Because TVs would show up on our doorstep. <laughs> right. 
so it wasn't a, it wasn't a big deal. And then and then jumping in in the repair business, obviously I had to get familiar with the different companies besides mm -hmm. Fender. So it was easy to do since I was always interested in electronics and in college I studied tubes and solid state. Back then in the sixties, I graduated sixty nine. Sixty-nine, dude. Yeah. <laughs> that was the transition period. The sixties from going from solid state from tubes back to to solid state. Oh, wow. They taught that in college. They, they they always were contrasting the two different types of designs. So the I, you know, thing. I have a double E degree from University of Illinois in January nineteen sixty-nine. Wow. Bears. So that I went to work at Zenith Radio Corporation, which is who made televisions? Yeah, and that we was might it. have had a Zenith when I was a kid. Yeah, yep. we had. Yeah, yep. I had one too. I, I did. Too. I think. Yeah. <laughs> so anyway, I worked various jobs in the Chicago area. Thomas being the last one. Thomas Box, mm -hmm. and then I transitioned, moved to Fluke in 1975, and then wow. did the repair business. So I wound up, I wound up in. In Phoenix, here, they they called me up and they wanted me to interview because they had saw my resume, and I had told Don Wiggins I was interested in getting back into design, hmm. not just in, interested in repair. So I got an interview. They hired me on the spot. And I picked up and moved. So I got here in uh, 2003, Labor Day. Oh, cool! And then for the first five years, I worked on Fluke amps. First amp I worked on was a ultralight jazz master, a high power digital type amp, uh, 250 mm -hmm. watts, 125 wow. watts of channel. It was a, I had a 30 channel and a clean channel. Mm -hmm. So that was an interesting project that took about a year and a half. Then I did a Princeton reverb reissue, 65 Princeton reverb and a 57 champ for, um, uh, Clapton, the Clapton version of the champ. Ooh. And then I did uh, another digital thing. The G-Deck Junior, it was called. It was a pretty neat little amp. Fact, digital effects and everything. Mm -hmm. And then I got drafted to EVH. Wow. <laughs> and that, uh, at that time, Fender had already put out the 100-watt kit, designed by one of the engineers there. And uh, he didn't really like... It didn't work out well between the designer and Ed. They didn't mm. get along. So I got drafted and I became the designer for uh, the EVH program. Started. So the, uh, go ahead. So, sorry, Howard. The guy prior to you, he did the first, the first. Um, 100 watt head. He did, 100 he did watt a great head. job. Yeah. And then you came in after. Came after. After that. Okay. Yeah. And the 100 watt head was, of course, going after the PV. Right. 5152. Mm -hmm. so, yeah, so the first project we we started on was going to be a 50 watt combo uh, with solid state output because they wanted to try and make it a little cheaper because tubes are expensive. Mm -hmm. So we we developed we started down the path with the combo and then the Van Halen group the, the they said they wanted to start with a head and change the direction. So I, I designed a 50 watt head with the solid state output, three channels, channel one and two were shared, channel three was separate. Mm -hmm. 
which I was sort of against actually, because I thought two and three would be a better match in terms of the tone stack and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Channel one, super clean, but he wanted channel one separate. He wanted one and two together. So that's what we went down and we sent it down there for him to listen to. This was a solid state 50 watt output. And he thought it was great, but he just was hearing something a little weird he didn't like. So we tracked it down to the, the way the, the solid state amps distort. This was like a, a chip that you buy, a 50 watt uh, mono block or something like that. It distorted one direction more than the other. And he didn't like, he could hear it. He said, we got to switch it back to tubes. So we went back and I took that board, ripped out the solid state thing and put in a dual 6L6 50 watt amp using one of the output transformers that Fender already had in their, in their uh, repertoire. So, and he liked that. He loved it. So, because uh, this is, this is one of the questions I was going to ask, but I might as well ask it now because yes, you kind of mentioned yes. it. So when you're designing an amp and you give it to the artist, like in this case, you're giving an amp to Eddie Van Halen to try out. Yeah. And he says he's hearing something now when, you know, obviously when somebody's, listening to something and they're hearing a certain thing when you have to figure out okay what is it that is causing what he's hearing because you know sometimes as a you know guitarist or whatever you know we hear things but we don't know how to describe or explain what it might be like is is it really hard to figure out exactly what the person is talking about and then okay now how do we go about where where is that sound coming from and how do we go about fixing it that's that's the big question always because i'm not a musician but I've got a pretty good ear. And Ed was really good at explaining stuff like that, what he was hearing. Mm-hmm. And then he would demonstrate it and I could hear it. So I go and then back. When you, when, when you heard what he was hearing, you were, you were like, oh, yeah, I know what's causing that? Yeah, yeah. Like one of the biggest examples of, of, of this was after, the, after we had already introduced the 50-watt head. Mm-hmm. And he, was, he's, he, was, he shreds really fast. And he would really, on channel three, if he would just go crazy shredding, it would drop out like for a tenth of a second. The, the, the notes would just, he goes, what, why is it dropping out? Wow. So we, hmm. we took the amp back and we had a, uh, a guy there that could shred really fast. Mm-hmm. And I was watching the signal on the scope and I could see when it was dropping out. And what was wow. going on, it turned out one of the tubes was saturating and cutting off. And immediately obvious what to do because <laughs> it was capacity coupled that stage and the cap was charging up and then cutting off that tube. So we took out the capacitor, made it direct couple, coupled into that stage and the problem went away. So that's, that was probably the most extreme. It took a while to find that. Yeah, it, back up a little bit. When you okay. were doing the solid state um, uh, combo, what, this was probably around the same time, Johnny, where we saw the pictures where he had the line six combo backstage, right? Or was that after? Uh, when was that? 2007, seven, eight? 2009, eight, 2009 is when I started working on this stuff. Yeah, so we saw pictures of him. After the 100 watt hit was out. Yeah. He was using a, a line six solid state amp like in the tune-up uh-huh. room. And we, okay. we we were all like, well, that's weird that he's using a solid weird, state yeah. amp. Yeah. So it makes sense that down, he wanted to make one. Yeah. Marketing thought they could, you know, make it work 
because you'd save a lot of money by doing that. And the, there was a, obviously a cost goal for a 50 watt head. And it just didn't work. He didn't like the way it sounded. So we turned the design Get it out of here. Yeah. <laughs> the other issue was he was always real picky about channel switching speed. Oh, yeah. He would want to go from one to two to three, or mostly two to three, without any kind of cutout. Mm-hmm. So he was really picky. Rapid about fire. It. Okay. So the, the 100 wide head had discrete logic to do the channel switching from one to two to three. Which is there's no there's no delay at all. There's a brief mute just so you don't get a pop, but it's not noticeable. So to 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 do that in the 50 watt head, the logic was quite a bit of area on a circuit board. The 50 watt head was a lot smaller, and we didn't have a lot of circuit board area. So I figured, well. You're going to have to squeeze it in or maybe do a daughter board. I didn't want to do that because that's more expensive. Mm-hmm. And uh, I came down to and the, the thing that sort of pushed me over the edge to change the approach was you have on the 50 watt heads, you had a push, push button for one, two and a separate button for channel three. So if you go to three, you want to go back to the channel that you were in just before. Okay. So you needed a memory. You needed to memorize if you were on two or one couldn't just go back to one as a default. So that required additional logic and that pushed the, the design over the size that I could fit in there. So then I said, well, why don't we use a microprocessor? And he was anti-digital stuff. You know, so. <laughs> yeah. But we had to prove to him that we could make it switch quick enough. And he eventually he, he, he agreed that we did it. And we got we got MIDI for free, basically. Wow. So we had MIDI MIDI to the fifty watt head, and the fifty watt head also had uh, we added resonance in because PV's patent had expired, and we could add resonance because the hundred watt head doesn't have resonance controls. The hundred S has three resonance controls uh, on the head. They all had presence, but PV had a patent on the reson resonance. Uh, yeah, feature. I have the PV. That that's I've had that for years, and I would just yeah. turn the yeah. resonance and resonance and the presence. I would just turn them all the way up. Yeah, I was I was watching a, a, <laughs> a shootout earlier with the PV fifty one fifty two, the hundred watt head, and the new iconic head. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and he mentioned that this amp does not have resonance. Was it the two guys? Was it two guys like side by side? Yeah, well, it, it, he he went to a. Uh, yeah, it was two guys out because I watched Tone Wars. Yeah. I was watching yeah. them live actually when they did that. They were called yeah. Tone Wars. Okay. They, they did yeah. a pretty good job on that. And huh. really, Check really quickly, False Flag has a question. Howard, maybe you've heard this one. Off topic, obviously. <laughs> <laughs> train train wreck. Train <laughs> that for tomorrow night, False Flag. What are you doing? <laughs> ever heard the time? You ever hear about Vince Neil biting Van Halen? Back no, in 84? No, no. I I never I never heard that either. No, but sorry, false flag. Thank one. you, man. That, false Mike flag. Tyson. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, the resonance in the hundred wide head was fixed. Uh, you know, it was optimized for the their cabinet, the, the mm-hmm. four cabinet. Mm-hmm. The resonance is just a matter of changing series resistors in a in a feedback circuit. Mm-hmm. But it was nice uh, when we added resonance and, and the 50 watt stuff all have a single resonance 
the 100S has three separate residence controls for channel one, two, and three. Mm -hmm. That's a little bit overkill, I think. But it has three presence controls too. But the 50 watt, they all have a single presence, single resonance. So. Hmm. So let me ask you, was there ever a time where, where Edward would come in and say, here, I'm hearing something like, like this is weird or whatever. And, oh, yeah. and where, where you guys like couldn't hear, where you guys couldn't hear it. Mm. Anything that wasn't real noticeable. Well, that one with the dropout, that was difficult to hear because mm -hmm. you had to do super fast shredding and I didn't play, but we had a guy there that was a shredding maniac. So mm -hmm. he was able to make it reproduce. And was that like every, was it like, like, like timed? Like was the dropout like every, like so many, so many seconds or whatever? No, it would drop out for like a quarter of a second. But, it, you know, it would be after so many really fast shreds. So it's probably something time. more noticeable when you're playing. Yes, absolutely. Than, than just sitting there in the room listening to it. Right. right. Yeah. Listening. Because you would think it's just the way they're playing. That was probably the... The, the one example that was the hardest to find. Yeah. So hmm. but it worked hmm. out in the end. And then all, then we had to make that change through all the amps because it, it would show up on all, even the 50, the 50 watt stuff. Mm -hmm. And, and what, what about the, the, the story? I don't know if, if you were there yet when, when they were making the amp and, and Edward would say that he would, he would leave it on for like oh, yeah. a month turned yeah, all the way up. Uh, that's the speed, yeah, the reliability test. But you know, leaving it, leaving an amp play music for a month, it's really, it's not that stressful of a test. There's better ways. We did better testing. So, what room. what would be one of those ways that you would test something to make sure that it's going to last? A, we, had, we had a room we called the Kaboom Room, where we would really <laughs> Jay has one of those right, right behind right behind that door is the Kaboom Room here, man. Yeah. So, just beat the hell out of the amp you know all different kinds of power levels for for weeks you know wow yeah and the, the amps could take it it's the speakers that that you got to worry about mm -hmm. amps, you know so but you wouldn't have like an amp full volume plugged into a speaker like feeding back super loud no. like for a month would you no. like no. you can do that you can buy you can look at levels and yeah. and see that yeah. not actually no. yeah but ed but said he amps. would do that at 5150 yeah. He would put a guitar yeah. up against it, yeah, leave sure it on, and then like walk out for a couple weeks. <laughs> no, we could do that with the Kaboom Room. That was a good way to do it. Yeah, all the amps went through all of the environmental testing. And I, I, I mentioned this to Johnny the other day. You're, if you follow the boards, the bulletin boards, people are asking for stuff. Well, why don't you do this? Or why don't you do that? Because every time you make a change to an amp that's in production, you have to mm -hmm. resubmit the amp for agency approval. Uh, a lot of people don't understand that. And every time you open up that file, it's like $10,000. Oh, man. You have to you have to prove that you haven't changed anything related to safety stuff. You know, and the, the boutique amps don't have to go through all that because they don't have deep pockets in case they get sued for somebody that would get hurt from an amplifier for a safety wow. violation. So so would it almost be easier to just come out with a new amp with modifications than Yeah, that's that's what I would say. Wow. And I think I wrote that just a few days ago on wow. one of the, the boards huh. because uh, it's better to take those ideas and put them into a new product or a, a iteration of the product. Like when we went from the 50 watt head 
and we did the combo series. Mm -hmm. There were some things we did in the combo series that, you know, paved the way for newer stuff. Actually, the combo, the first combo was the start of the S version, the higher gain Mm -hmm. uh, channel channel two and channel three. So that happened in the 50 watt 6L6 combo first. And then after we did introduce that one, we decided to do the 100S. That's the, the stealth version of the 100 watt head, which is dark. And it's got the three resonance mm-hmm. controls, the higher yeah. gain, external bias, all that stuff. So when, when you're designing an amp and somebody's like, okay, this is what I want, but it has to be under this price. Yeah. <laughs> is that is that really like, oh man, how the hell are we gonna how are we gonna do that? There's no way yeah. possible that we can make this amp what they want for this price. Yeah. So where does where does the cutting come in? Where does the uh you know well I didn't have to do too much of that because you know the first 50 watt head hit the cost target. Actually it was built we started in Vietnam. A lot of people don't know that. Uh, the first bunch of amps that were built came from Vietnam and they wanted us to buy it was a the company wanted us to buy like a half a container full of amps. That's a lot of amps. So we were worried that something might, if something went wrong in production, we would have a lot of rework to do. Mm. So in parallel, oh, man. We, we had Ensenada, the Mexico factory, mm-hmm. uh, come, come up to speed and be able to build that amp. And we never went back to Vietnam. We just, just hey. transitioned. The owns owns that, um, the Just Mexican, like uh, the Mexico. Oh, yeah, yeah. That's where yeah, most everything is built. Yeah. Except for the American-made Strat. I don't, I don't think there's many apps built up there anymore. Some of the hand-wired stuff might still be built up in Corona. Uh, what happened? Let's look at some of these. Somebody, what happened there? Somebody brought yeah. up a screen. Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah I brought up. That's John. Hey, I brought up this. The man behind the curtain. Okay. <laughs> great uh, Okay. <laughs> All right. So there's the 100S there. Right? That's an S. That's black. Yes. Yes. Yep. Hundred S. Yep. Yeah. We did so before the did we did the S, we did the two combos. The two by twelve and the one by twelve fifty watt combos. And they, they added um, uh, variable power, which was a a pretty difficult thing to, to design. And from one to fifty watts it had a variable power control. And it had reverb, a digital reverb built in. So there we go. Uh, that's what this. That's a that's an EL thirty four version, the gold stuff. Let's see, there it is. So like one of those. That's one of the later six L six versions of the combo. You notice mm-hmm. the dual controls there. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That was an issue that I, I alluded to earlier. When I first tested the fifty watt head, and we went from channel one and two, channel one to two, the volume would jump way up. And I thought that was a bad idea. Kurt has the I wish I had one version. He just, he just, I don't know if you saw it, yeah. but Kurt held up the I wish I had one of those amps. But I just, I, <laughs> can, I only got this the This is the travel version. Travel version. <laughs> Real life, right? Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, so we did the two combos without the dual controls. And the first heads didn't have the dual concentric controls. The first amps that had the dual concentric dual concentric controls were the EL34 amps, the, the combo and the head. 
So because like, we kept getting complaints about the volume jump. Like, so there's like one without well, that, that has dual, yeah, but they're, they're black. So what I did <clears throat> to do that is I uh, designed an auxiliary board, the, the, the main, where the, where the dual controls are on a separate board. Mm-hmm. So that way I can make, as a matter of fact, I have one of the, Oh, you can see this. Yeah. This is, this is the dual control board that actually sat in on top of the other controls. So one's gain, one's volume, but they're concentric. So this, by doing this, we were able to offer a kit to retrofit older 6L6 heads and combos. Hmm. So that was a good idea to do that. Nice. So let me regroup my thoughts here. So between <laughs> between the uh, the hundred S, we started work on the uh, the first lunchbox. You know, oh yeah, watt. yeah. That was a channel two and three, fifteen watt, super small, EL uh, EL eighty four based power amp. Hey, we have over a hundred watching right now. Everybody like and subscribe and thumbs up and all that good stuff. Okay. Thank last, you, Jay. Yeah. So on the on the lunchbox series, we did the first there one, is. which was fifteen. That's. Is that a later one? That's a later one. That's an S. Oh, it was this one right here. That was right. the first one. Yeah. It had channel two and three. Shared tone stack, fifteen watts, no bias adjust, and then hmm. that was the LBX one, the fifteen watt version, and then we did an LBX two which is channel one and two. I believe it was one and two. Mm-hmm. And then we did the S version, which was the one that's backlit. It's all black. Oh, yeah. it, has cha- it has one and three. Like so, that. Right there, that's, yeah. that. That's showing it in channel three. Black. If you put on channel one, it's green backlit. That's pretty cool. And that was the last yeah. lunchbox that I worked on. And actually, I worked on this along... Uh, when I was approaching retirement, I was working on, I had already decided I was going to leave after this amp was done. Mm-hmm. And they hired, um, they were looking for a guy to replace me, which everybody knows now is James Brown from the original PV group. Mm-hmm. And then a young guy, Alexander Shabilsky, who's lived and breathed tubes. So he he got up to speed on this amp along as, as he came into, you know, into the group. So, and then well, in parallel, James, James was working on the iconic stuff. Awesome. Which was just introduced a few months ago, I guess. The 80 watt head, uh, the one yeah. with Rombo and the, a cabinet. What's your thoughts yeah. on that? Oh, I like them. I mean, uh, I helped. I helped with the with the not a lot of the design, but the. They had to take cost out. You asked about cost. And you notice yeah, it sh- cutting corners. So they pulled out some preamp tubes, and James did a great job of designing a solid state front end that you could hardly tell it. You can't tell it. He this amp was designed to sound like the 50 watt EVH sound or the uh. Fender sound. It was not designed to sound like the PV stuff. Which, oh, because it looks like it looks that way a lot. Of, I think uh, 
Jimmy mentioned to me that a lot of people think it was going to sound like the 50. Yeah. That, yeah. That's what I kept. People kept asking me yeah. if that's what it was. And that's what we all just kind of thought. Yeah. I mean, yeah. and then and then uh, I was telling you, I heard it. I played through it at a guitar yeah. center. I, I talked to you that day, actually. I was on my way, like, right. there yeah. or something, saying, yeah, I'm, I'm going to go try the amp. And and um, and I tried it, and it sounds great. But but I'm thinking this it doesn't really sound like the PV. I mean, it sounds oh. like it sounds like the EVH. Right. That was um, the idea. Mm-hmm. James compared it to the 50 watt head. The Jimmy Carr's got a good question here. Jimmy. Okay, what is it? He says, I have 100, uh, there you go. I have 100 S in the green channels, very plexi like. Was that what you guys were going for? Sounds amazing. Well, I, I remember the green channel is just supposed to be way cleaner than the original um, uh, EVH 100 watt head. I definitely cleaned it up for sure. But, uh, so if that makes it sound like a plexi, yeah. I guess we could say that, you know, I, I don't remember somebody telling me I want it to sound like a plexi. Although I did go, I did go to Van, the studio there, and Ed had his old modified plexi. And we, we went through wow. that thing, and uh, it, it had been worked out on a lot. It was really hard to tell what was in the production plexi versus all the changes that had been done to it. But mm-hmm. I, I forget the technician's names. There was... One of them passed away, this guy that lived out east. Hmm. But that was, but we never really did follow through with making an amp that was exactly like the Plexi. It was a thought, but we didn't do it. It was, okay. Yeah, I think was. a lot of people have wondered uh, why nothing like that was ever produced or, you yeah, know. Well. I mean, even Cameron Brown, he talked about a lot of people like that old tone. Who, who was that? You said it dropped out. Uh, Cameron Brown. He oh, was okay. in here earlier. I don't know if he's still in no. or not. No, I he's, saw a, him on the group, yeah. he's a friend of ours. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and, and the Brown sound thing, that whole deal, that's, you know, the, the 100 watt head has the embodiment of the Brown sound, which turned out you could get that sound by lowering the filament voltage and the output tubes. Mm-hmm. And it makes a really different characteristic. So that is in the 100 watt head. And it's in the 50 watt head. The filament voltage is lower. It's in yeah. both of them. Now I don't. We didn't do that in the EL34. As a matter of fact, when I think back, I sent Ed the first EL34 head with the, the different filament voltages available, and he liked the EL34 sound with the filaments at full voltage. Wow. So was, yeah. So that was a. He had a, there was a switch in there that he could turn back and forth. And he liked the higher voltage for the EL34s. The EL34s yeah. have a softer kind of sound. They're not as not as punchy. Mm-hmm. I like the 6L6 sound better. The EL34s were used in high fidelity amps early on. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. The higher power high fidelity. And the EL84s. And their fill their their grids, their screen grids are real delicate, much more delicate. So you have to bias them differently. You have to limit the current to the screen grids. It's not as simple as just dropping a different tube in. As a matter of fact, I'm, you know, I'm working with guitar pickers mm-hmm. to um, repair amps, and some guy brought in a an amp. Uh, I forget the name of it. 
Anyway, it supposedly is switchable from 6v6s to EL30, EL84s. He plugged in EL34s and burned up a whole bunch of stuff. It's <laughs> <laughs> supposed to use an adapter to go to EL84s. But it's not that oh, simple man. going between two families. And the 6L6 and the EL30, EL34. There's one pin that's different that you have to connect. So hmm. you have to you have to know that if you want to change. And then you got to change the whole bias structure. So when we came out with the EL34 head and the EL34 combos, it wasn't it wasn't just like okay, put those tubes in. <clears throat> and then the other complication, which I talked about with the 34s, uh, when I talked to Johnny last weekend, was the color. The gold. We wanted we wanted it to be gold, and that was actually meant to point fingers at Marshall, mm -hmm. poking what kind of way, because they had a gold color. We weren't being, you know, it was just something they wanted to do. But you have the, the front panel, the rear panel is metal and anodized gold. The badges are a different kind of material. So getting all those golds to match was the biggest delay in the program. It wasn't wasn't the electronics. Oh wow. It was like crazy. Well, we finally got it. You know. Well, Howard, you mentioned you mentioned you just can't throw the tubes in, whatever. I have a um a Simulclass 290 Mesa Boogie power amp. Yeah. That that I retubed maybe about two years ago. Uh -huh. They sent me tubes, and I was just thinking, okay, I take the old ones out and I put them in. So <laughs> I, I just in case I went online, yeah. and it was the same type of thing. Like I had to put certain tubes and i forget if they were numbered differently they probably were matched sets yeah, yeah they're, they're matched sets and i had to put them in accordingly to this diagram with whatever number or color i forget now what what how they were set up but well, I, I, have like, a bone, I have a bone to pick with mesa because if you so read why, but Daniel <laughs> makes a big deal about how they the tubes are just designed and you don't have to bias them and all that stuff but they select the tubes that will go in there and that's why you pay $125 for a quad. That's expensive. It's much easier to have variable bias. And then, you know, so you can use a range of tubes. Mm -hmm. You have to have match tubes. Yeah, they sent me match. Yeah, I got all the match. Duet, but you can set the bias where you need it to be. So all of the EVH amps have adjustable bias, not fixed bias. Well, so actually, uh, well, even the, even the lunchbox has adjustable bias. <laughs> It's partial cathode bias, partial adjusted. So, so when oh, you yeah. mentioned all the, the modding and stuff like that, that, that some of these guys do with their amplifiers and, and you know, we, we hear it all the time. Um, the mods that, that get done to these amps, um, are they really, like if you wanted to incorporate that something into a production model, is it because of cost or is it because it wears the amp more than you know, however the production model would have been. Like, is there different reasons? Is it mostly well, it really, depends on, really depends on where the mod is. But what, what's the most What's the most popular mod that somebody would come, you know, to you and say, hey, most mod this amp for me, please? Probably want, they want to clean up their amp. Mm -hmm. That's pretty easy to do on the EVH amps. It's a matter of taking a capacitor out. Wow. On the first but does day. it make the amp run hotter or is it, is no, it dangerous? No, no. no. If, you, if you do things to the power amp, then you have to work. Like if you're fooling with the bias, you know, and cranking the bias up or changing power tubes, 
you got to be careful. And, and, and all the, most of the EVH amps until the S series, the bias adjust is inside. It's not accessible to the user. The control's inside. You could put in a bias buddy and measure the bias, but you can't change it unless you open up the amp. And the guys would always ask me, well, how do I do this? And I can't answer that question because if you open up the amp, I can't tell you to open up the amp and, and exactly what to do because if something happened to you and you didn't weren't careful and you got a shock, you could, you could sue me, you could sue Fender, <laughs> you know, it's not, but now with the external bias, you can, you can measure the bias and adjust it, but it even still says on the back, refer to a qualified technician to do this procedure yeah. because it's, it's class, something, as, something as stupid as using what, on the test points in the back. If you plug in a current meter there, it's not right. You need to measure the voltage there. So if you put the meter in current mode, you're getting a fully false reading. Kurt, you weren't lying about having the bucket under your desk, huh? <laughs> <laughs> you did you didn't hear my zipper. What does that tell you? You don't have any pants on. That's, I guess that's, why. that's right. That. <laughs> oh, leave it to Jay. Leave it to Jay. Hey, I got to break the ice somehow. You know? I know. Um, so, I'm so Howard, to, to, I got a question. How, how well did you know of Eddie Van Halen before you, uh, you know, got assigned to this project with EVH. Did you know of him or uh, were you a fan? Uh, what no, type of music did you like? How was that? During his heyday, I wasn't a fan of his music. You know, I was listening to other kinds of stuff. Okay. But I got to meet him. You know, He came to Fender when they yeah. were making, doing the contracts with him and all that stuff. And the Hunter Whitehead was already out by then. Uh, and they needed to do a transition to get somebody else to work with him. He was a little bit tough at the beginning because he was still had troubles with substance stuff. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I, I, Van Halen's a great guy. You know, he's when he got clean, it was just like night and day. It was just, it was so awesome. easy to work with him. And he was really a family kind of guy. I went to that Smithsonian thing, uh, that was yeah. an amazing event, an amazing event. Got to hear him talk. And like I told Johnny at the end, they were, he was taking questions. And somebody asked him, the last question was a younger kid. He asked him who he would, if he could play with anybody, who would he play with? And he said his father. Yep. After a delay, right. you know, he thought about it. You know, and he, was a, he was a good guy. You know? he said, he was definitely so you were, you were a guest at that? You were yes. a guest at the Smithsonian? Yeah, and my uh, my partner Carol, they they invited us there. That's awesome. And then oh, we, awesome. And she she grew up in New Jersey, so we went from there up to New Jersey, and it snowed while we were up there. But we had to drive back. Oh, geez. From the back because because yeah. we flew from Washington D.C. Mm -hmm. That was a hell of a trip. Okay. <laughs> Driving down to catch a plane, but it was it was a good. Yeah. You, you guys are watched. Oh, of course. Yeah. Oh yeah. Hundreds of times. I, yeah. I watched it, I guess, the day after, yeah. and um, I told you I'm I'm, fr I'm friends with Chip Ellis, yeah. and and he was he, he uh, I think he, they were telling me that about it, like they were going to go to it, um, 
and then um actually a friend of mine offered me a ticket to it a ticket oh, to go to it but i'm out here and then i'm like i, I can't make it and oh. and um it would have been cool it would have been cool to, to go a bunch of us went out that night chip was there and his, and his mm-hmm. girlfriend or wife i'm not sure his wife right. yeah yeah we all went to a restaurant it was nice it was cold though after being mm-hmm. in phoenix <laughs> 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 I think anything's cold after being in Phoenix. Yeah. Well, Chicago's worse. <laughs> yeah, I, I lived actually lived in Illinois for uh for <laughs> born in Illinois. Yep. I don't I don't miss that cold weather at all, man. Where were you born in Illinois? Which city? Um, Bo- Bolingbrook, Illinois. Well, yeah, I know that. Well, I lived in inner city Chicago. Well. Went to Roosevelt High School. Mm-hmm. I lived in Albany Park, Rogers Park, and then I moved to Evanston, right by Northwestern before before we left there. What, what year did you leave? 1975, March. Okay. I was born in 77, so. Yeah. Did you become a Bears fan while you were out there by any chance? <laughs> I was a Bears fan, yeah. And, and Wrigley Field, the Cubs. Yeah. I ride my bicycle to Wrigley Field. <laughs> Sox, <laughs> I, I loved to go to Sox Park, but it was a tough neighborhood back then. Yeah, Comiskey, right? Wasn't yeah, it Comiskey, Comiskey, Comiskey Park? We built Comiskey Park. Yep. Did I you go to any car shows? I don't want to get too off topic, but how about... um? Oh, where they have all the car shows at McCormick Center, McCormick Place. McCormick Place, yeah, that burned out. Yeah, I went and saw. Um, the one year I went, Walter Payton was there. Um, this probably would have been 83, 84 ish, yeah. I think. And Kit and David Hasselhoff were supposed to be there. Oh, wow. and I guess the story oh, came out man. years later because Hasselhoff didn't show, it was just oh. Kit. Because <laughs> I guess the story was just Kit he got himself bombed. there, too many he drinks. Yeah, he got bombed the night before and was hung over. He didn't show up. <laughs> he was at he was at Wendy's getting a hamburger. Eating a hamburger on the floor. Yeah. <laughs> oh man. Well, Kit can drive him around. Oh my gosh. Yeah, right? He has a designated all, all, all the time designated driver. Well, part of my uh uh growing up how I got involved with music is uh I worked as a at a restaurant uh, as a soda jerk. In Fountain, you know, Fountain mm-hmm. Creeks, and I worked in the kitchen. And there was a guy there, Willie, who would uh, he would take us down to the black neighborhoods, these little blue, blues clubs. In the middle of the night, there was incredible music. I would, you know, hear back then. Wow. And these three white guys running along, running down with a, you know, in a convertible Oldsmobile with this black guy, and then we go in into this club that's all black closed you know after it was it was fun <laughs> good stuff <laughs> you mentioned you weren't yeah. a big van halen fan when you you know got no. but so what were what was like you know what were you listening to or what what is your back, favorite back music? then yeah well yeah. in the 60s i was a folk music nut you know mm-hmm. i love because there's a lot of folk groups that come through seattle or through chicago there was all these old town school of music a lot of little clubs so and folk music a lot and then later on, uh, you know, Eagles, you know, Dire Straits, bands like that. Oh, yeah. You know, Pink Floyd, I, I, you know, I still like uh, the, the Pink Floyd, the, the English guy. I mean, he's still playing. What's it? But all oh, Roger, Roger Water? Or Gilmore? David Gilmore? Gilmore? David Gilmore. I, can, I always have trouble remembering his name. He's an amazing musician. Yes, he is. Yep. Yeah. That's the perfect example of playing the right note 
is better than playing a bunch of notes. Yeah. You know, oh, and you yeah. can have you can play one note over a certain chord and it just has you going, oh my God, instead of you know and that whole buildup of you know when he starts playing is this amazing. The organ and the whole it's just yeah. No, I, sure. I work on organs too, so I'm uh, my favorite organ is the Hammond P three. You know, it's just I love that organ. Matter of fact, when I was at Fluke, there was a guy. Uh, we we didn't have computers then. We had terminals because the mainframes were, you know, connected to the to the terminals, mm-hmm. and the internet had just started to be public. Mm-hmm. And somebody had a B three for sale there in, in Seattle. And by the time I got through to him, it was already gone. It was for the taking too, free. Oh, as a speaker and everything. So that's an amazing organ. Very cool. We're trying to scroll through and see if there's any um, answers. Any questions or anything? Yeah, Yeah, any questions? Drop them in the comments. Um, All Dave All Night is responding to Magic Man. says, capacitors hold voltage. You can hurt yourself if you just go poking around. (laughs) (laughs) Absolutely true. I got shocked two weeks ago. Matter of fact, I was in the, the guitar pickers there and I and I scream, ah! And they go, God bless you. They thought I sneezed. <laughs> <laughs> it could have been laying there dead. <laughs> yeah. I was some sneeze. Yeah, I sneezed in my pants. Yeah, <laughs> yeah you want to, you want to, if you don't know anything about amps, don't, don't open them up. <laughs> no. Your stuff in there. No, I, uh, I, I won't, uh, I won't, I won't, uh, no. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm with you. I mean, it was it was it was hard enough for me to change, swap out the tubes on this damn power amp. If you think I'm going to go poking and prodding, no, uh, you don't have to do that. Uh, get somebody no. that knows what they're doing. Uh, yeah, definitely not. Wow. I mean, years right ago, back. I had to bring that power amp to um to a service center, a mess of it was Alto Music in uh, Middletown, New York, and they had to service it. I forget what the what the problem was. I don't know if the it might have just stopped working. One of the channels maybe stopped working or something. No. Um, Usually it's just the tube, but not always. Yeah, maybe it was. I forget. I forget what the issue was. I had an amp in there uh, two months ago, and unfortunately the amp was dead, and it turned out it was the, the power transformer. That mm. That's really rare. Though. Really rare. So. so, Howard, I got a question. You said you went to 5150 Studios in, uh, in yeah. California. What yeah. was your first thought walking in uh, in the studio, and uh, what stood out to you um, that maybe you weren't expecting or you were surprised to see? Well, the, the amount what? of stuff. <laughs> there was so oh, many yeah. amps, and, you know, uh, I like, and the, he had all these nice cars, too, but it had nothing to do with oh. the studio. <laughs> sure, sure. Oh, he had just tons of stuff in there. But uh, there was a few different rooms. Um, just Two or the second or third time I was there, he took out some of his old amps and guitars. Uh, and it came out of a safe. That was really interesting stuff. I don't even know who's, you know, where he got this stuff, but it was very private stuff, you know. And, and that's where the plexi came out, and we were able to look look at it and go through it. But you know, it was just just a, a haphazard lot of stuff around and amps everywhere, and then mm-hmm. he would. You know, we'd, we'd set up what we wanted to listen to, and he'd be there along with Matt Brock, who was always there. Yeah. You guys yep. know Matt Brock? I'm sure yeah. you do. Uh, no of him, yeah. 
Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, uh, Wolfgang was very rarely there. You know? uh -huh. I only met Wolfgang once uh, at the studio and then at the concert. Okay. It's funny because somebody asked that question earlier. How, how, how much was Wolfgang or is he, I guess, maybe now? I'm sure he is more. Probably now. a lot more involved now than since <clears throat> Van Halen passed. Yeah. And I'm sure Matt Brock is still involved. And then the, the whoever owns the contract for his recording stuff. I'm not even sure who that is now. Um, R2R3 Locking sure. Nut asks. What's that? Ask Howard that? why the power switch is on the back of the 5153. Yeah. All all great amps, but the standby switch and power switch is on the back of the amp. Yeah, a lot of people complained about that. And they did it that way from day one because you didn't want to run those power wires up along by the preamp stuff to pick up home. That was the so main reason. reason. Yeah. Yeah. And, and the agency stuff, you start running AC around the chassis, you got to be, you have to make sure it's safe and away from everything. Mm -hmm. And we got dinged once about uh, the routing of a high voltage wire. They had changed it. And we were resubmitting the amp for mm -hmm. safety. And the CSA guys caught it and said, you can't do that. Now, did you know that you can't do it? Or you just said, screw it. They won't, think, they won't even no, know. No, I think it, the prototypes were built right, but the factory took a shortcut when we sent some of those to the... Because we, we always do a, 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 a safety run, it's called. The factory builds them, and then they send them to CSA, which is in uh, just outside Toronto, Canada. Mm -hmm. They do the testing for worldwide wow. stuff. We used to do separate European testing. It's not we anymore. I'm, I'm gone from Fender, but I still say we. Yeah, yeah. It's uh, it's been nine months. Already. You wonder if those guys are just wonder if those guys are just looking for something, and when they find it, they're ready to red tape it. You know. Yeah, and then you know, opening up the opening up the file, it probably doesn't really cost that much money to do it, but. You know, that's their business, you know, and they could get they could get in trouble if they miss something. Mm -hmm. you know? And the factories are supposed to adhere yeah. building things a certain way. You can't just switch factories on where you're building stuff. Once agency gets approved, you know, especially now offshore that they're using China. You know? mm. Well, I'm magic man. Can see if any of the, under, uh, the James, is James Brown in this group ever? Will he ever join? Uh, no, we haven't had, we haven't had him on yet. Um, but I, uh, I met him at a NAM show a few years yeah. ago. He's a great guy. He's a good Very guy. cool. Yeah. yeah. Did you meet Alexander too? Shabilsky? He's a young no. guy. No. There's a, there's a lot of people behind the scenes. There's the circuit board layout people. And then there's the mechanical designer, Richard Barr. who did all of this stuff until recently. He just left the UVH group. We work together all those years, mm -hmm. mechanical stuff. But we do, when we do the circuit boards, the circuit boards, we the critical stuff, the engineers lay out, then they hand it over to a layout person that for the non-critical areas and then to make sure all of the standards are met and it's documented properly and stuff. But right. yeah, there's a lot of people. And then of course, all the marketing people. You know, right, and then the, the manager, yeah. 
we, we got three people asking this question. We got Magic Man says, says ask Howard what his favorite speaker is. Keith Campbell said, what's your favorite speaker to work with? And then all Dave fronted the money for everybody's question. So <laughs> thank yeah, all my favorite, all He time. goes right to the front of the line. <laughs> yep, that's now, right. My favorite all-time speaker would be, we never used him at Fender, was the JBL D-130s. It's a oh, time. wow. Very nice speakers. If you can find them, they're worth a lot of money. Yeah, they make huh. the best speakers ever. But uh, in terms of, you know, what we are using, I mean, I'm partial to, this, to the greenbacks. Yeah. Celestian greenbacks. Uh, I think we use the, uh, I forget, it's a Heritage Series anniversary series 70th anniversary series a lot of the a lot of the evh cabinets have those in them the 50 watts though mm -hmm. i'm not sure oh, what they're okay. using in the iconic i think it's a celestian variant but i'm not mm -hmm. sure i'm not i'm really not sure well then they want the 25 watt greenbacks but they couldn't couldn't uh hit the the price the, point the or money something? mark yeah yeah well for the uh, for the new cabinet yeah it could be yeah yeah i know it's I'm looking at them right now. Yeah. James Brown, he did a lot of listening at different speakers. And I know the whole, all kinds of different so, stuff came in. So are you uh, in contact with James Brown or oh, did yeah, you yeah. like line him up yeah. when you left? Okay. Did I do what? Yeah, he, did you he, like line he, him up when you left? Oh, yeah. He worked remotely for the COVID over a year and a quarter. And he moved in. He moved just when I was leaving in April from Georgia to, to you know, the, the, the Phoenix. Yeah, well, we, we were on, Alexander, James, and I were on Zoom or even, we all had have iPhones, so we we're on FaceTime. It's just like we were in the same room a lot of the time, mm -hmm. you know, coordinating. I was, I was involved, I helped a lot with the circuit boards, you know, uh, especially when they changed the configuration of the of the amp from a, the combo from a upside down combo to a vertical combo, so we had to re mirror the boards, and I I worked on that, and, and even on the original EVH 50 watt head, you know, heads the chassis on the bottom, the boards hanging down, tubes are on top, and the combos chassis was on the top, and the boards. Are below, but you have to mirror mirror the image if you want to have the input on the right, you know, and the controls. Otherwise, oh, it would yeah. be opposite. So that was a little yeah. bit of a pain to mirror that for the first combo. Hmm. <laughs> but we wanted them to look the same from the front, you know. So we we have we have a great question from uh, Tubin. In 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 in. Yeah, he asks, um, "Did Ed use?" one particular guitar or did he have a favorite guitar to test the amps out no i don't know that you always seem to you just come out there with a guitar i really don't know sorry i can't answer that one did you see the 5150 guitar when you were at the studio yes oh yeah. yes yeah they gave they gave me one too when i left a beautiful wow. guitar signed by him set up by him uh, i have it in a box and a beautiful case that's going to sit there. <laughs> Very cool. And they oh, gave me nice. they wow. gave me the uh, the original Vietnam head that he approved. 
Signed. Oh, oh. We're going to see it, everybody. Oh, you have it? Oh, my I gosh. Got, I got the case. <laughs> oh, <laughs> yeah. Look at that. Here we go. Oh. <laughs> nice. This is on the table here. You're really strong, Howard. I got to tell you. Yeah. <laughs> Picking up that head, head up like it's not. Head's over on the table there. <laughs> and speaking of which, I'm going to do a plug now. You got it, man. It's my, my I, I have a website. I'm not getting a lot of business off the internet yet. I hope to, to have them, you know, expand. But I'm working at Guitar Pickers. It's four days a week just to keep busy. Let's pull it up. Fixing amplifiers, helping those guys out. But uh, yeah, I mentioned, we'll the I mentioned the concentric control issue, and we came out with this kit yeah. to change that had dual concentric controls. But you notice there's there's only two, where the tone controls are not dual concentric. So I've developed this here, which is all the tone controls too. So, so I'm going to be offering this kit pretty soon for people that want to have dual concentric tone controls and, and combos or on the heads for 50 watt. So that'll wow. be up on my web pretty soon. Nice. But We're going to hear it first, folks. On your website, the site on the uh, screen there? Uh, Kaplan's Amp. Kaplan's Amp Service. Amp Service? Yeah. There right. we go. So I'll put Sorry, that up I pretty soon. I've got the, the new circuit boards coming. And I'll build up prototypes, and then I'll, you know, to make sure everything's okay, I'll build up one ahead in the combo. Unfortunately, you got to ship the amp to me because it's pretty involved to put these in. You got to take old controls out and put this board in place of it. That's what I was. That's what I was going to ask. Is it something that like you could order and then have somebody else, or you'd rather just? Uh, yeah, the current the current kit that they have mm -hmm. is only installable by. Vendor authorized EDH uh, gold service centers because you have to take you have to break out the old controls, and that's the fastest way to do it. And I did a video that shows how to do that. Otherwise, you have to take the main board out totally to take the two controls out. That's way too much work and not cost effective. So, um, yeah, because you know the the cost of the parts on this is probably about. Everything here, the knobs are expensive too. Those, but yeah, those are not the fender knobs. This is a different knob. But yeah, this take off knob. Seventy bucks probably in parts total. Fifteen dollars for each site for the mm -hmm. knobs and the huh. and the top and the, and the board and a couple other things. But yeah, I'll be offering that for those that want dual concentric tone controls. Watch out for the. The announcement on my website. Well, JJ's House of nice. Jams, our buddy. Uh, he he looks like he's gonna definitely be looking into that. Okay. Yeah. He's, yes. a, he's a good dude. Yeah. Very cool. Yeah. Well, everybody, go to that website. Nice. I'm sure Johnny will uh, throw it in the description. Of the I was video. there today. Yeah. It is. It's already yeah. in the description right now. Look at that. Yeah, I, I checked it out too today. Yeah, my brother did the logo, by the way. <laughs> Crazy. Holding up a soldering iron. <laughs> no, I thought that was great. <laughs> My brother did that. He's an artist. <laughs> What's what, oh, cool. why don't we just why don't we go to the website while we're live right now and just uh we can show the cover page, yeah. Go ahead. I've got a cat I gotta put down. 
I've been put on the ground. I mean, well, here's my cat just came in. He's always jumping on my lap all the time. All right, let's go there real quick. Man. So wait, how? So where is um Johnny? Where is uh Neanderthal located? He he's in he's in Scottsdale, right? He is. Who's Neanderthal? Neanderthal is a friend of ours. He's on on with us on Saturday nights here. Well, Tuesdays and Saturdays. Okay. He's a DJ for for uh, what is it? KXLX. Yeah, the the rock station. The you've rock station that billboard you've in Phoenix seen billboard driving around. Oh, yeah. 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 KSLX. He's I think not on KSLX. No, he's on TLB on tomorrow night. Tomorrow night, okay. yeah. Well Does he have a does he have that amp, Johnny? Or or Kurt? Yeah, have he does. Bring one over and get, we'll get he, does. In person. he has the um he has the hundred watt. The hundred watt, okay. Yeah. Well, there's mine. That's the first page. Yeah. That's cool. There we go. There's well, the guitar, so I'm there four days a week at Guitar Pickers. So for anybody in the Phoenix area, they can come in and bring their amps if they need work. You know, I prefer not to work on solid state, but I will. See the little asterisk there? <laughs> the right problem here. with solid state is getting the information. Getting oh, the yeah. And stuff. Now, the tubes, you can pretty much figure it out. <laughs> and a lot of the schematics are published. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's guitar pickers. They got some really nice guitars in there, and there's a uh, Sherilyn Gerhardt. Um, he's the he's a, he builds guitars from scratch, Stratocaster like guitars. Wow. And he's a he repairs guitars, obviously. So. So they're open awesome. five days a week, but I'm they're only four. Yeah, you're you're supposed to be retired, right? Yeah, I am retired, but you know. <laughs> Gotta keep busy, right? <laughs> keep your mind. Uh, yeah. Moving. Well, re- retired, retired for from working for other people. Now he's <laughs> when you're working for yourself. Yeah, the man. Like, you know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, they're, and they're not. It's a nice group of people down there. They they marched in with uh, singing "Happy Birthday." My birthday's Monday. Well, happy. Oh, birthday. cool. Yes. Three quarters of a, three quarters of a century. <laughs> <Happy> <laughs> Yeah, so they sang happy birthday and brought some cupcakes and that was nice. Cool. Happy birthday. I I think we're getting a call. The phone keeps ringing. Well, Brian Hudson wants to know, besides loud, what volume would Ed test the amps? I, I'm assuming at all volumes, right? Yeah, he, he liked to crank the gain up, <laughs> way up. And he, mm. he yeah, pretty loud. Yeah, almost as, yeah, past, definitely past probably Way, way past 12, maybe three. Now, did you ever suggest like, hey, Ed, why don't you try it at No, you, know, you, you let Ed do what he wanted to do. Yeah. Was, you, don't, you, don't, you don't question his decisions because he's really usually right on. Believe it or not. It's hard to believe. So you don't he, walk over and start adjusting knobs as he's no. <laughs> no. 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 Oh, my gosh. But, you know, he's... You know, that's the worst when you're at Guitar Center trying something and, and, and they like, they're playing the guitar for you and they're adjusting stuff. No, that's not good. Yeah. Like, uh, do yeah, get out of here. <laughs> that's why nobody shops here, buddy. <laughs> yeah. 
when I was first doing the repair stuff in the Seattle area, I'd go to Guitar Center. They would send all of their amplifiers back to a central location. And most of the problems with their amplifiers were something simple. You know, like somebody took the fuse. The people were stealing fuses all the time. The little holders, knobs missing. So I, I told them that I would fix them, you know, flat fee for those those cheap amps, you know, 50 bucks each. Right. So if you have to replace a them. knob, 50 yeah. bucks, 50 bucks. Yeah. <laughs> but then I, then I left Seattle, so. Yeah. Unfortunately. Didn't really want to leave because I like Seattle. No, it's nice. Yeah. I was a climber, too, out there. Oh, okay. I did all of the volcanoes. Wow. Yeah, I've, yeah. I've done Rainier and Adams. And Adams? I did yeah. St. Helens before it blew up. <laughs> oh, wow. I remember May 18th, 1982, I think, is when it blew up. Yep, yep. No. You could hear it from Seattle. <laughs> I was four. Any, um... If you were in Yakima, then you got... Yeah, we... Well, yep, we got a ton of ash here. Yeah. Any um, reports of uh, strange uh, aerial phenomena flying around those volcanoes? I'm a huge, I'm a huge alien UFO guy, and okay. I've always heard stuff about volcanoes. Man, they come, they come hauling ass out of those things. You know. Are you an X Files fan? Oh yeah. Trust yep. no one. That's right. <laughs> Question everything. Question everything. Oh my gosh. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Well, I don't have anything else. Nobody has got more questions out there. So, questions. The Any phone questions? keeps ringing. I think there's a, there's somebody calling in for, for the question here. All right, okay. we'll, we'll, we'll take we'll take call the back. Call. call back. Call back. <clears throat> we have um. How many do we have watching right now? We got a, a buttload. One hundred sixteen. Right? Wow! Yeah, come on. Nobody's asking questions. Howard, what is your favorite amp? Leo Safko wants to know. Your favorite amp? Huh. <laughs> That's a good question. Uh, I'm thinking. Favorite well, amp? I was amp. partial to Line 6 for a while, but not when, when they added the digital stuff, it became a big problem mm -hmm. because you couldn't yeah. get the boards. You know, but... Uh, I would like to go with the, the hot rod, Fender hot rod, because oh, I'm not a super high gain kind of. Yeah, you know, I'm not that's what player. I use. I like that's the, what I use, the hot rod. The hot rod, the hot rod DeVille and Deluxe. Yes, are really nice. those are, I love those. I love yeah. those amps. And a Princeton Reverb, you know, I worked on that. Uh, I, I would uh, say the hot rod series. Leo meant that you designed. Favorite amp that you oh, designed? Oh, that I designed? Yeah. Oh. Uh, let's see. I, I enjoyed working on the EL34 combo the most because oh, they, cool. uh, because of the variable power thing was tricky. And I did it for the 6L6. And when we changed to the EL34, I thought the bias circuit that I had done would work on the EL34, but I had to redesign the whole bias system. And then I retrofitted the 606 one which improved its performance. But I liked working on that variable power thing. That was that was a great idea. You know. 
so you can get bedroom volume, but it still sounded distortion-wise probably. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. Now we got the questions rolling in. Um, okay. We got... My eyes are drying out. I got the heat on right now. It's freezing. Um, what is your opinion on the PV Bandit Red Line amp? Uh, I don't know that one, so I Me can't either. comment. Um, Tubin wants to know: Did Eddie teach you anything about sounds and amp building indirectly? Well, the brown sound thing. I was interested in yeah. what he was doing, but you know, you can't really just take a very act now on the amps. And I would try to explain this to people and turn it down and expect the amp to work because back on the amps he was working on, there was no digital stuff in them, mm. no regulators yeah. to drop out, and then the, all the lights would go off, you know, <laughs> and the, the switching stuff. So the, the, the brown sound really turned out to be primarily the changing in the plate voltage and the bias voltages and the filament voltage. So yeah. that was built in. And a lot of people don't even know that. They never advertised the, the, the lower filament voltage being the essence of, 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 the, of, the, of the brown sound. A lot of people so, don't think that's true, but that was really what was going on. So when you're reading these message boards or forums or whatever about amps, it's so, got to drive somebody like you nuts that, that knows exactly how these things are built, how they work, what makes yeah. them, all this stuff. Well, why don't you just throw this in there? Why don't you just do, why can't you do that? And you're like, come on. I mean, yeah. you know. Well, you know, that was one of the reasons I, I sort of slowed down on the bulletin boards. Mm -hmm. Because, you know, you get, you know, <laughs> Jimmy and I talked about trolls, you know, and then people that <laughs> make all these comments and they don't even have the amplifier. That's a little bit hard to take. But, yeah. You know, yeah. It's uh you know, and I've, I've explained the thing about making oh. changes a lot of times. Because I mean, you got to sort of repeat that. You know, you can't just make a change. You know, and there's a guy out there, Jens Cruz, who does some good stuff for EVH amps, making changes. You know, does he end up, does he follow this, Jens Cruz? I don't, I don't know. Uh, I know. I know that name. I. Uh. I'm, He's I'm, been I'm, modifying lot. He has all kinds of modifications for EBH stuff. I know that name. Yeah, yeah. Huh. But we have a call. We have a, we have a question for you via okay. telephone. What's that? Okay, or iPhone, computer. So you're on the phone? air. You're on <laughs> the air. What's your question? Who is this? Yeah, this is Kurt with a C. Kurt with a C. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We got two Kurts on the air tonight. From Washington. Yeah. Well, well, Kurt with a K, 5150, that's why I'm Kurt with a C. Okay. Yeah. So I called because it's, it's, it's to, I, I had to call because you had him and Howard on the show, and I'm, I live two hours from both of them. I live in Wenatchee, Washington. Lock your so doors, Kurt guys. Lives in Yakima, which I didn't know that. <laughs> and then. Hey, Kurt, I'm going to I'm going to Wenatchee. I'm going to Wenatchee on Tuesday. And anyway, so I I had to call. Plus, Kurt, fifty-one at the beginning of the show thought that I was calling in, and it wasn't me. You know, okay, that I'm glad you bring that up. I'm glad you bring that up. You know who actually called? Who that was in the very beginning? Who? That was Stephen Rosen. 
Steven Rosen. Steven oh, Rosen. Gotcha. He, he was he was Eddie Van Halen. He was like uh, the guy that did all the Guitar World magazines with Eddie all through the oh. 80s. Okay. Oh, he was like the guy. God. So he called up, tell me he wants yeah. to come on. He wants to do a show with us. Okay. So he'll so come Steve on. Rosen, That's too good. He'll actually be with us uh, February eleventh. He'll be with us. He he nice. he, he just book. wrote a Van Halen book. What nice. about his? Uh, oh, his, cool. That's a cool. picture of that. Tom, what's but, his? But Tom? yeah, what, what, so when I when I saw oh. Kurt fifty one fifty, and I'm going to call him Kurt with a K, damn it, because that's why I'm <laughs> Kurt with a C. <laughs> And it's like, okay, you live two hours from me. That, that's too, that's re, that's ridiculous. Well, he lives in Wenatchee, anyway. and you live in Yakima? Yep. So, wow. And tell Jay, glad to see the hat. Glad to see the hat. And <laughs> I did it for you, Kurt. Backwards. I did it so, for you, anyway. Kurt. Yeah. I'll get off here and let you continue. Jay show. didn't wear a hat no. one time, and this guy that's calling us got upset by that. So. <laughs> oh, really? Yeah. 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 <laughs> <laughs> and, hey, great show. Howard's a great guest. He's, it's been interesting the whole night. So that's good. That's thank good. You. Oh, thank, thank goodness. You. Thank you, man. Yeah. Thank yeah. you. Thank you. I agree. So, okay. Yeah. I'll, I'll let you go, Johnny. All right. Thanks, man. All right. Bye bye, Kurt. With a C. See you, Kurt. Kurt C. Bye bye. Kurt, Kurt OU812. Are you going to have, <laughs> <laughs> gonna have Van, Van Halen's traveling uh, guitar guy, Tom? What's his name? Never on? Uh, oh, Tom uh, Weber? Uh, Tom Weber, yeah. Tom Weber, yes, yeah. Tom and I, Tom, yeah, he's a friend of mine, and we, we talk, and yeah, he he's gonna be on with us as soon as he gets time, because oh, he, he's very. He's busy. still traveling, right? He's still traveling, yes. Yeah. And yeah. Ed, Edwin Crane wants to know if you can replace tubes with carrots. Um, I <laughs> think he can. Doesn't quite work. Um, <laughs> so I know you mentioned before, Howard, about you know before you kind of work. Back in the day, you weren't really into that style of music or whatever. But once you started working with Eddie, were you kind of like, "Whoa"? Oh yeah, he's amazing. His, you know, his expertise and watching him play is incredible. And plus, he's a super nice guy. Mm -hmm. You know, that always helps, right? When you're working yeah. with somebody, that's that's. Yeah. Cool. I was, it was, I was a little afraid at first because, you know, he's a celebrity. You know, you got to be careful what you say and. No. Was he into the technical stuff that uh yeah, he was. you know he definitely the... was. Yeah, that was part yeah, of the problem with the other guy. He had some ideas that were not cope with, you know, in line with sure. what the original designer thought. Mm -hmm. So and that, that caused some tension. Was he was that was that other guy trying to tell Eddie how the amp should sound? No, I don't know all the details. <laughs> Get them out of here. <laughs> um, get see. your carrots and get out of here. Yeah. Get... <laughs> I want some carrots. Uh. KXM Rock wants to know, um, and again, if, if this, I don't is know if it's serious or whatever, I'm assuming it is. Yeah. Is it okay to use larger size filter caps with same value? I put some monsters on my little tube. Five watt. I don't know what any of that means, though. Uh, What's large, that code for? Larger physical size or, you know, <laughs> larger, larger capacitance, larger, higher voltage. You need you need to adhere to the voltage is the most important thing. And you don't want to put yeah. much more capacitance. It depends on where it is, mm. what circuit it's in. If it's a filter cap and a power supply, you got to be careful. It's a coupling cap, as long as it's a high enough 
voltage that's safe to make it bigger. Hey. Um, Santa Cruz, Howard, were you involved in the Fender Princeton Reverb Handwired series? No. 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 Okay. Santa Cruz. I took the Fender Princeton Revive, Reverb Handwired and adapted it to a circuit board version, but we left the tube sockets on the chassis. So the tubes are hand wired over to the circuit board, but the, the, there's not all the rat's nest of connections. So it was just a, a, a way to save cost. Hmm. You know, I don't think it sounded any different. It's the same transformers, the same controls, but they're on a circuit board. You know, I'm, a, I'm pro circuit board. Hand wired stuff could be better if you do it properly and neatly. But if you if you just don't do it consistently in the same way, you're going to get different sound. Mm. You get a circuit board, you know the traces are the same place every time, and it's going to, you know, it'll be consistent. Um, that's why edge of that's why I'm doing this thing here on a circuit board because hand wiring this would be on a front panel would be a lot of work. So huh. yeah, it'll be very consistent. The Edge of Breakup wants to know, this is always a great question, Strat or Telly? Strat. Okay. I'm Strat. Uh, cool. Um, what was that? Who's, it's not like somebody's popping open a beer <laughs> bottle over there. Carol drops something. <laughs> it's wearing flip-flops in water while adjusting a tube with bias. Is that safe? <laughs> no. <laughs> no. No. <laughs> One, Great question. The, the rubber's insulators. Come on. <laughs> if you're working on an amplifier, which I don't recommend unless you know what you're doing, one hand behind the back when you're probing high voltage. Yeah. Is that, that true? You put your hand on a chassis and you touch something right through your heart. Making a circuit. Oh, man. Oh. Yeah. yeah. My dad's an electrician, Howard. Yeah. So. Yeah. I know all about that. Yeah, you got to be careful. And the best invention for, ele for electrical circuits is the ground fault interrupter. Yep. Whoever yep. invented that thing saved a lot of lives. What's yep. that? The GFI breakers. Yeah, like what's oh, in your bathroom? Yeah, we have those. Yeah. yeah. There's any fault current, the circuit opens. Yep. Bedrooms, bathrooms. On the uh, on the outlet on the outlet yeah. plates, we have those. You should have GFI breakers on any place where yep. there's water in your house. In the kitchen. It's probably causing his alien not to work upstairs. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah, that's good. <laughs> <laughs> wow. So there you go. Look at that. No more questions? Man. Johnny, um, what do you have for Howard? I know you got to talk to him in a little bit. Did anything we didn't cover? Uh we got 120 something people watching. Right? Yeah, we I can't. can't uh, I can't remember yesterday, man. Who's this guy? Mega, Mega Todd. <laughs> <laughs> Mega Todd. Todd. Mega Todd. Mega Todd. From Arizona. He's in Arizona. Lock the door. Yeah, well, you're gonna have a lot of people showing up at your house. <laughs> there are a lot of Arizona people here. Seems like it. Where's Zim's? <laughs> yeah, where is Zim's? Uh... Oh. You ever heard Zim's of Zim's guitars? guitars? Zim's no. guitars in Mesa? Mesa? No, no. It's a good friend There's of ours. Bizarre guitars here. Bizarre guitars. Bizarre guitars. How and far away is, is Mesa? 
Arizona just, uh, suburb. Probably from guitar pickers, probably 10 miles. Yeah. Wow, no crap. Yeah, not too far. Zip's guitars never a ship. You'll see it. That's our tagline. Okay. <laughs> in Mesa, you said it's in Mesa. Okay. Yeah. 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 But you have to live in Mesa to buy anything. So he won't ship anything. Yeah, he's not going to ship anything. If you're ever in town, go come to the guitar pickers. I will. My my mom and uh, my two brothers live in um, in Phoenix. So uh, my next trip down there, I'm hoping you're open. I'll bring you cupcakes. Okay. They're open Tuesday yeah. through Saturday. Yeah, for sure. Man. Close Sunday and Monday. But let me know if you're going to be there because I'm not there normally Saturday. Sure, sure. I'll, if you're there on Saturday, I'll go in. Kurt, can you stop by here on your way and pick up my amp to take with you? <laughs> yeah, this is a carry-on. <laughs> <laughs> I'll just strap it on my back like Rocket Man. Oh, <laughs> my well, do you want to, Johnny? Do you have the website still um, locked and loaded? Maybe we could pop yeah. it up one more time. And if yes. uh, anybody needs to get a hold of Howard, and he, you know, you can call me. Yeah. There it is. <clears throat> there it should be right here in a second. Is Howard related to George Kaplan? Uh, there's a lot of Kaplans in this world. There you go. Especially from Chicago. <laughs> yeah, there's a Bears. Um, uh, host who does nope. one of the bears talk shows uh what's, what's his name something it's 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 kaplan his last name so hmm. so you're putting up the site again or something what's going i thought you're putting yeah. the website up johnny do you still have that locked and loaded or no oh you mean the picture of it well the, the site yeah pull up the site let's look at it live one more time we still have uh, a booty load of people There we go. Now we're rocking. Now we're cooking with gas. Follow right all the social media sites there on the right. You see them? Yep. Let's see. <clears throat> Which Silver. of these do you do you want do you want do you want me to go to any of these? Modern customizations. No, the people want me to do special okay, things. Oh, they man, just need to contact me and we'll talk about it. But I'm going to offer this kit as the first thing for mm -hmm. people that have the 50 watt stuff, if they're interested. We'll see. Very cool. I'm telling you, to have a good amp amp man in the same town you live in, that's pretty, pretty sweet. Oh, yeah. Uh -huh. Yeah. Yeah. yeah they had a guy before at Guitar Pickers, but didn't quite work out. And so when I retired, I went down and talked to Al Lieberman, the owner. And he said that, uh, yeah, he'd definitely be interested. So basically, I've got a space there. He's not involved at all, what I do. Nice. He's trying wow. to make repair available to his customers. Wow. And I could do my own thing. He's helping with that. And you've been doing that for nine months, you said? Uh, no, I started uh, like the end of July, something like okay. that. I retired April 1st. Just kidding. Mm -hmm. April Fool's Day. <laughs> I'm not coming to work anymore. Right. I remember EVH Gear had posted about about your retiring. I, I yeah. remember seeing that. Yeah, they did. Mm -hmm. Yeah, my, uh, the head of marketing, uh, Jeff Carey's on. The, he's a really great guy. And they've got John Romanowski and 
uh, Matt Brown are the other two marketing yeah. guys. Yeah. yeah, yeah, I know Matt. Matt. I would see him. I would see him at the Nam show every year at the right. booth. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Hey, do you know any of the um, guys who work for Gretsch by any chance? Well, uh, yeah. Uh, you know, do you know Mike Taft? Not, not Mike. He's Taft. the um, the head of artist. He's the like head artist rep at uh, at Gretsch. Oh, oh yeah, yeah. I know him. Yeah. Right. Okay. He he was um. I don't want to you know whatever, yeah. but he was um. He used to be with Ibanez. He was my artist rep back in like two two thousand four through two thousand seven ish, and I'm I'm still in contact with him all the time. So, I don't know. Was was Romanowski with Ibanez or with Jackson? I don't I don't know. I think he might have been Ibanez. He's the he's the uh, top of the marketing besides Jeff Carey. Jeff Carey is above everybody. Yeah. And my boss was. Uh, uh, I'm drawing a blank now. Yeah, he was your boss. It's easy to forget him. No, he's a good guy. Surprise, <laughs> <laughs> he's not on here. Anyway, uh, that's yeah, can, uh, I, can I tell Mike Taft you said hello? <laughs> sure, sure. Yeah, he's he's hit me up a couple times about artist stuff. Oh wow, okay. Yeah, and then uh, yeah, have you guys been to the over to the Artist Relations Center in Hollywood? Any of you? Mm, no. no. No, because uh, marketing most of marketing moved to Hollywood. Oh, it was was there in Arizona, right? All in the Scottsdale building is essentially empty, uh, and I I don't know what the rumor is now, but they're probably going to get rid of it. I know the EVH group has a separate model shop that they opened. Oh, so okay. the guys that work on Jackson and and some of those not there's guys in Tennessee that do the EVH guitars, Crit Chip, mm-hmm. yes. Yeah. Yeah, and a couple other guys, but there's a the EVH group has a separate little model shop for the guitar stuff, right yeah. in, in Scottsdale. Chip gave me a tour of of the entire uh, uh, facility place? Yeah. Uh, in uh, Corona. Uh, oh, in Corona. In Corona, yeah. and and um, this was like seven years ago. It was a while ago. Um, and it was it was amazing the entire fender thing and then and then all the evh all right. the evh stuff it was incredible well mike taft said hello oh okay well i said i <laughs> <laughs> i sent him a picture of us sitting there <laughs> i was wondering I, hand up, I, was, I was i was taking the I picture i hear you're waving to yeah <laughs> i'm waving to you guys what are you uh, jay took some happy pills <laughs> So you will you post this to me so other people could look at it? It'll be up on YouTube. Or it's on YouTube right now. Okay, so people oh, can go live. back and see it. Yeah, yeah. Oh, this is live. Yeah, this is live. This is yeah, yeah. yeah YouTube. Be, it's archived too. Okay. Be yes. forever. Yeah. Okay. YouTube. Uh, it's on like like five different places on Facebook, um, and then it'll be a podcast. Okay. Later tonight, it'll be on Spotify, iHeartRadio, uh, okay. everywhere. Yeah. All right, so then how about this? For everyone listening, because obviously when we're pulling up the website and, and listing your um, you know, stuff like that on here, people can't hear it, right? See so it. does anybody want to read the um, – let's see. It's www.kaplansampservice.com right, is where you want to go, right? Yeah. Is that okay? Yeah. Yeah. Sounds good. 
Awesome. This is a, this is a great a great show, I think. This oh, was awesome. yeah, for sure. This is the most fun I've ever had, man. In, my, in our lives, right? Yeah. Oh. You, usually we're all frowning the entire show. It's, it's a lot, there's a lot of crying. This, <laughs> go this one, this was great, man. Jay and I don't get along at all. We, we, we hate each other. I, I yeah. hate that guy up there. Yeah. Notice how they're separated here. You, usually, usually they're right next to each other. No, you know, like, like that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Do they have a way to make the images right? Huh? Yeah, everything. Everything's yeah, it's opposite. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yep. You haven't figured that out yet. I'm saying, yeah. I think there's a way you can actually flip no. it or something. I don't want to get into that now. I think there is. I think there is. Yeah. Yeah. All so, right, yeah. Uh, Howard. Everyone in the chat is uh, saying you were great, and it was good having you on. Great guest. Okay. Thank you, everybody. It was fun. Yeah. Thank you so much. If you need help, get in touch with me. Yes. Okay. Definitely. All right. I'm gonna, I'm gonna sign out. Right. Okay. Nice meeting you. Thank you so much, ha Howard. Thank, thank you. you. I'll come see you. I okay. got your info. I'll, I'll get okay. a hold of you. All right. Thanks. Take All right. Easy. All right. Talk All to right. you soon, Howard. All right. Bye. All right. Bye bye. Awesome, wow. Man. See, CC Deville said it was such a great show. He's He's rewinding it and he's going to watch it again right now. That's that's possible, actually. Where's actually, Glenn Danzig? Actually... He's not on here. Oh, because he's too busy eating. What he... <laughs> <laughs> hey, so Johnny, oh before we get out of here, do you want to? We have a um, we have a giveaway that somebody is donating to our hashtag win. Um, Thing oh, sure. back. Do you want do you want to do that tonight or do you want to save it for tomorrow? What do you want to do? Uh we got 116 here. Do you guys want to do it tonight? Right now? Yeah. Hashtag Let's do it tonight. Hashtag the Chad. Hashtag the Chad. Hashtag the Chad. Ah, two and then you got a two ahead of you out there, buddy. Okay, let me let me create it real quick. Oh premature. This. <laughs> and and again. Again, we got a hundred something people here. Yeah, that. Sorry, the the phone rang when like when we first started the, the show. But yeah, that was Stephen Rosen. You guys all know him from the, all the Guitar World magazines back in the day. He was Eddie's. He was like his, the main main interviewer. He has a new book uh, coming out called uh, Tone Chaser: Understanding Edward, My Twenty Six Year Journey. And and Stephen Rosen, he'll be with us on February 11th, talking about the book. I pre-ordered mine. Well, this one up here. Yeah. Wait, uh, Wednesday. That one. Right there, yeah. Toad yeah, I ordered, chaser. I ordered. I ordered mine yesterday too. 500 pages of just data. It'll be good. Yeah. Yeah. So February Sorry, 11th. No, it's all right. I, I jumped. I jumped the gun because I see a comment from Bruce Poinsett says there's 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 no Jason Hannon on the artist Ibanez artist roster in 05. I beg to differ. Maybe it's <laughs> oh, maybe it's the 06 catalog. Yeah, check your facts. Yeah, I mean it's on there. Anyway, I'll right. I'll show you guys later. Where's what's the what, um, what's the hashtag? Hashtag the Chad. Because Chad, our buddy, is uh, cool enough to 
donate this as a giveaway on the show. So he ten goes, out of ten. U.S. only. Ten out of ten. He's not sending it to Pango Pango. <laughs> so, oh my gosh! Yeah. Cool. Well, I'll tell you what, Howard, having Howard on tonight, man, that was awesome. Um, especially being retired, like, what a trooper to join us, you know? Mm-hmm. That was great. That was great. That was great. Uh, yeah, Howard's amazing. Howard's he's amazing, and um, uh, yeah. See, uh, originally we did a we I was going to do a, a podcast exclusive with him. It was just going to be a podcast. So we actually did something on Monday, and uh, I was going to post that as a premiere coming up, but then. Uh, Couple days later, Howard's like, "Hey, let's let's do it live. You do know, it live. let's do it. Do it again. Let's do it again. Let's do it live. Sounds like a lot of fun." And look at this. This this was this actually was much much uh, much uh, awesome. If that's what? English, okay. Twenty one entries. Hashtag the Chad. Awesomeness. Awesome sauce. Exclusively exclusively that's right that's right okay all right 22 entries actually i mean there's there's a way you can tell it's, it's the 2006 you... catalog bruce photoshop photoshop <clears throat> <laughs> hold on cut and paste <laughs> put it put it close and pull it back oh look at that the guy on the top the guy in the top. That's yeah, me. that's you. And Mike top. below. <laughs> <laughs> there it is. Awesome, go, to, man. go to 06. Awesome. Two, four, six, eight, ten. I got I got my Jay Hannon wristband right here. Is it a Gizmachi one? Oh. <laughs> Gotta wear the wristband on the right arm, man. Sweat. Yeah, a little bit higher too. Not not covering the actual wrist. I don't like it there. I like it a little bit higher. Yep. Right there in the jackal area. Yeah. <laughs> it just makes you look like you have a huge hand, you know, and you're it's like, damn, that dude's hand is huge. I mean, look at that thing. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> it's bigger than my face. Oh, my gosh. That's what she All said. right. 30 <laughs> entries. You guys ready? You guys ready? This is for that, for that Van Halen. What was it? Exoclopedia? Yeah. 1984 uh, trivia book. 1984 trivia book. There we go. Thank you again to the Chad for donating that. All right. Here we go. Oh, Rick Green. Rick win a, win a. Green. Rick Green. Let's see. At least we know he's in here. <laughs> I don't I don't see an, I don't see I don't see his name on the list as as a previous winner. All right, good. So where, Rick, where do you live? <laughs> Rick Green. And you're here, right? There you are. I see you. There you are, man. All right. You can what you can do is you can you can uh, message me an address. And I will get that over to Jay. He'll get that to Kurt with a K. He'll get that over to Kurt with a C. And then he'll get that back to me. And then we'll get to that the to the chat. chat. 
Yes, that's perfect. Six separations. <laughs> there we go. Rick Green, con- congratulations, man. Thank you, Chad, for the donation. Chad's an awesome dude, man. Yeah, He's in Raleigh, Raleigh, oh, wow. North Carolina. Cool. So he's like, what? How far away is that for me? Like four hours, maybe? Something like that. <laughs> oh, you drop it off. Shut the no. door. No. <laughs> the only thing I'm dropping off is back there in the back. In the boom boom room. Oh my gosh. Yep. I, I got a boom boom room, but it's not a bathroom. Oh my goodness. Very very proud of you. <laughs> Thank you, Sharon. Thank you. All right. What else? Was there anything was there anything else? Uh, uh yes. Oh my gosh, where are my notes? Okay. You know, I had an unboxing, but I didn't think we'd have time for it tonight. So, so you I unboxed mean, it already? No, no, I didn't. I didn't put it down there. Still sitting down there. Maybe tomorrow uh, night. It'll be open tomorrow. I can't. I can't wait that long. I want to. I want to try the thing out. Is it cool? It's not a guitar. Oh wait a minute. Do you want me to open it? Oh, the boom boom sure. room. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Open the boom 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 room. In the boom, chat. Boom, Do you boom, want boom, to see boom. an unboxing? Yeah. Jeannie, is it okay? Jeannie, it's an early birthday present. Um. Jeannie, can I um would you be cool if I opened it on the air tonight? Which was Jay's nice way of saying, Jeannie, can you please bring it up to me so I don't have no, to get I, up? I, I, <laughs> I don't want to be on camera. <laughs> <laughs> just jump just come on camera as me. It's all good. There you go. Get the hat, put the, the five o'clock shadow makeup on. She said no, okay. Oh. <laughs> Shot down in a blaze yep. of glory. Yep. Yep. It, it was an ejaculator. That's the why. <laughs> oh, gosh. <laughs> Flashlight. Personalized, you know? C3PO, the 13th. Yeah, Johnny, you could edit that out of the uh, podcast <laughs> version if you want, or edition of this episode if you want. Mm-hmm. Wow. Well, oh, she yeah. said yes, duh. Okay. I'll go get it up right back. <laughs> yeah, okay. good show. Good show, Johnny. That was great. Thank Howard you, man. Awesome. Thank yeah. Howard. Howard's amazing. How just incredible. Oh no. <laughs> okay. All right. So I guess I've got a, an announcement, I guess. Um this is a anybody in the chat, if anybody knows anything about this, contact me. Okay, you know there's a phone number right over there. You can you can message me. Um, does anybody know anything about this? Okay. There was you guys know all about the three hundred uh Frankenstein replicas that Fender built. Right. Yeah. There was three hundred of them. Supposedly there was three that were built that either weren't a part of the three hundred or they were like like the first three or 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 uh or something and supposedly one of them was used in a movie okay if anybody knows anything about this contact me i'm johnny uh, let's let's talk in the green room okay 
<laughs> okay. All right. Awesome. Awesome. Because a friend of mine, a friend of mine called me last night, and he was asking me if I knew anything about this, and and uh, I'm like, no, I don't, but I'll I'll put the word out. So, Thomas Santiago, thank you so much, man. I don't know the movie. I have no idea. But supposedly oh, yeah. there there's there was a, a wolf a, 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 a Frankenstein a, a Fender Frankenstein like possibly one of three of the three hundred or before the three hundred that was used in a movie supposedly and does anybody know anything about that about either about that guitar or like the movie or any info on that. <clears throat> Man, you think we would Let me know. we would uh, be referencing that movie if anyone would have seen a striped guitar in it, other than uh, you know right. the claymation, the hamburger dude? Yeah, yeah. I I, I have no idea about this. I have no idea. But uh, like I said, a, a friend of mine called me yesterday asking me if I knew anything about it, and I said I would I would put the word out. So I'm just asking, asking for a friend. As you would say, step class. Is that is, is that step aerobics? He's on mute. Remember them shits the the stepper the step. Yeah. <laughs> no leg warmers. Hold on, I gotta get my label off of this thing. Yeah, be careful. Okay, I'll be I'll be right back too. Oh, now you're going. Yeah, it's all this uh, Lemmy LaCroix. Yeah, oh, hula hoop. Ooh. All this Remy LaCroix. Get it now, where's, my, uh, where's my blade? Let me get my blade. Away from the face. That's right. Where the frig is it? Check the boom boom room. <laughs> <laughs> Sometimes I have to cut my pants off. I gotta go so bad. <laughs> Here it is. I found. I found it. I found it. Okay. Let me bash You know what? I'm gonna turn the um the blur off on yeah. this thing because it doesn't. Is that uh, the is that the Ibanez version of the box cutter? It's yellow. Yeah. Hold on. Is this gonna work? What's going on here? All right. It's not working. Oh well. All right. Cool. So there's that. Should I do it now? Or should I wait for Johnny to get back? Yeah, we got time. Did you get my strange brew reference? When earlier? Yeah, I was gonna. I was gonna do the same thing. Take off knob. Yeah. <laughs> so here we go. I'll start cutting it. So this is, is this... this is a birthday present. Yeah. Well. When I placed the order for this thing, it was out of stock, and my Sweetwater rep, um, a real doll, I wish it was, uh, they said it wasn't going to be in until March, maybe April. I was like, all right, cool. My birthday's in April. Perfect, right? So I got here yesterday. It was supposed to get here two days ago. Is it a pedal board? Out for delivery. Never showed up, so it got here yesterday. God, I can't open anything right now. Hold on. It's not a it's not a guitar stand because I know you got one for Christmas. That you no, it's not a guitar stand. Open it up. Any guesses though? Uh, pedal board. 
Oh, who said that? Me. Oh. <laughs> Is Johnny here? Do He's we have in to wait the, for Johnny? Uh, check the packaging. See if it's two boxes. That's one. I'm, I see the... Um, Louvers? That's big. That's what she, well, maybe that's not what she said. Yeah, just do it. You're isolated. Oh! Oh! Kapow! Wow! What is, what is that? Wow. Controller? Yeah! Yep. Midi. Bit of honey. Oh, my two Goddamn bit of honeys in there. <laughs> <laughs> hey, you, you need dental work? My bicuspid. <laughs> yeah. Take one bite. Yep. You do that. So. Look at that. Yep. Let me get this, uh, this box out of the way. <laughs> box. <laughs> so here's this. Dude, this is like Christmas. Now, What's this that thing they've—they've—they've they've, they've made this thing for a while now, and so there are actual. There's a there's a couple companies who make mod chips for these things, that because I guess supposedly these things are really really hard to program, and I'm an idiot. Whoa! The mod mod squad. Yeah, so they make. <laughs> mod chips for these and i guess they're really easy to install you just pop the back off you pull the chip out you put a new one in and it makes them you know you're able to like really really get in and program these things and it you know you can there's an app or not an app but a program you can download to literally do it on your computer you know let me just let me get this thing out of the Don't box wear flip-flops when you do it <laughs> yeah make sure you're grounded <laughs> put my hand behind my back Flops so. in water. <laughs> oh Stand in the kiddie pool. Oh God. Where the hell's the? Uh... Larry's still in here. What's up, Larry? Hey, Larry. Larry's still looking for his gear, right? He's talking about lobster pot pie. What? <laughs> lobster pot pie. Hey, hey, Lawrence. Hey, good to see you, dude. Look at this thing, man. Dang. Wow. This is Who makes like the old line, line six one? So is it a volume and a wah? Well, you can, you can, it's basically just two expression pedals and you can it's assign anything. them to, you know, whatever you want. Oh, okay. So you can literally make it adjust to like the amount of reverb you want, or like you said, a volume or a wah. Um, you know, I've been using those, uh, the neural DSP plugins. Um, that's pretty much what I want to use this for. You know, it's compatible. Yeah, I mean, you know, like I said, supposedly it's really a pain in the ass to program it, but because it doesn't have any modern, super modern connections, it's got MIDI exp uh, expansion. So if you want to add two more expression pedals, express yourself, switches, whatever, power. Oh, okay. Oh, cool, man. So. Yeah, so it doesn't that's have a like Christmas Ethernet. Present? Doesn't have Bluetooth. It doesn't have um, 
USB, like any of that stuff. HDMI. <laughs> yeah. Dial-up. So, I'm excited to, um, <laughs> you know, get this thing working. Because, you know, right now it's like when I'm using these programs, I'm using the standalone versions on my computer with my Pro Tools interface coming out of my monitors or whatever. You know, and if I want to switch sounds, I have to stop playing. I have to go to my mouse. I have to click on the presets, drop down menu, you know. So I, I want to be able yeah. to, hey, Jeannie said, wrap that shit back up. <laughs> <laughs> you I'll wrap go, you Jeannie. up. <laughs> Wait, that's um, a birthday present or something? Yeah. Yeah. And you were gone when I explained that I when I ordered it um, like a month ago. Or maybe no, it was the beginning you of the ruined your, you ruined your birthday. And um, Sweetwater told me that they weren't supposed to be back in stock until like March or April. So I was like, mm. all right, cool. You know, I can wait. No big deal. And the next thing you know, I get Monday or Tuesday. I think it was Monday. I got an email. Oh, your Sweetwater item is shipped. I'm like, what shipped? Like, you know. At least they, they, they uh, sent you something. Yeah, you know, I'm very proact- proactive with uh, Sweetwater. Mine took a year to get here. Well, it didn't take Kurt a year to send me these. Kurt, thanks again. Hey, now. Yeah, you know, and, and some of the, um, also the, uh, I mean, the volume pedal, I'm really, you know, maybe if I'm recording or something, I'll use it for like volume swells. Yeah. But like, other than that, you know, I'll probably have it. Like, I know the Gojira, Gojira plugin or uh, amp, um, the Neural DSP one. Has different, uh, like a whammy effect one. You can do stuff like that with it. So, mm-hmm. and the cool. Petrucci one comes with a wah, which will be cool. So, yes. So nice. you're using that nice. in conjunction with the neural plugins. Yes. I mean, if I can lift it, it's not heavy. It's it. It feels well built though. It doesn't feel like a thin piece of like. <laughs> you know, it's not like aluminum. You know. Hmm. There might be. I don't know. Yeah, it's not a Digitech. No, it's definitely not a Digitech. So, but I'm pumped, man. This should be very cool. Very cool. Nice. Very cool, man. Yeah, so basically, I guess you just take the screws off the back, you pop the back plate off, and then there's a a small little square chip somewhere in this area. You pop it out, Never and chip. you put this like $30 mod chip that basically updates it, and then you can use, it gives it so many other options as well. It gives like, you can use one row as like stomp boxes. So if you have a you know a main sound or whatever, and you want to like your rhythm tone, right? But you want to use the same amp, same kind of settings. You can add, you know, chorus. You can add reverb. You can add delay just by. I have, you know. I have a question. Can you turn every preset there? Can you turn like every pedal there in, into into a metal zone? <laughs> I would love that. Yeah, a rat, rat pedal. Yeah, rat. Yeah. Um, <laughs> dude, I man, I still remember the Metal Zone was the first pedal I ever bought, and I, I was I was pumped. I loved it. Yeah, I dude. loved it. But I'm sure we all have the same experience, right? Sounds great in the bedroom. You scoop the mids. You're like, you know, this sounds awesome. And then you go play with a band or even just a drummer. You're like, I can't hear my guitar. My amp is same. cranked. You know. <laughs> Yep. <laughs> yeah. Quentin James, you're right. Jay probably shouldn't be taking. I had the Dana. Huh? 
The what? I had the Dane Electro black coffee, which was the which was the metal metal one. It was the same thing. The big one? The those with the, did you have the yeah. ones with the with the artwork on them? Yeah, uh, with the artwork. No, it was just black. My yeah. friend, my friend did the artwork for I think the you know the sitar one. You ever see that one? Yeah, they had a bunch of them. Yeah, yeah. My buddy remember. actually, my friend actually did the actual artwork for that. Oh, cool. <laughs> yeah, they were going for like a fifth a fifties vibe, right? Huh? The sitar. 60s no it's it's the it, pedals. it's simu- the, the 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 actual pedal pedals themselves uh yeah 50s yeah. 60s yeah yeah that's it yeah that's it how face yeah i think that was it does anybody have any experience with these things <laughs> who so wants funny. to do a fake tan <laughs> how, do I, how do i turn this on just don't open it up and start messing with the tubes inside. That's not good. Yeah. So. Cool. No, very cool. I mean, awesome. Jeannie, if you want me to box it back up and wait until my birthday, I can. It's no big deal. Because you know what happens, right? Jeannie does this to me all the time. It'll be it'll be like a month or so before Christmas or two months before Christmas or her birthday. And she'll be like, hey, it's a cool if I, you know, I want this for Christmas. And I'll be like, okay. She's like. But it's on sale now. I'm like, all right, we'll get it. And that's that's your Christmas present. But she already has it. So I can't have her open up nothing on Christmas. So she ends up getting something else. And I'm sure I'm guilty of it as well. You know. Mm-hmm. But that's that's how they get you. I want this for Christmas. Double dip. Oh, I love them. Never mind. Hmm. Just get two of them. <laughs> yeah, sort of two, Jeannie. You can order open one now and open one on Christmas morning. Yeah. You can always, whatever it is you like, you can always use two of them. No matter what it is. I mean, I mean, look at this. Two. Whoa, easy. Yep. <laughs> Two. Look at this. Two. Everything. Four. <laughs> oh, G2. G2 gel pens. Those are the best. <laughs> Except I'm missing one. It's already opened it. I couldn't wait. Yeah. <laughs> I had to use one. <laughs> <laughs> cool well tonight was a great show is that good yeah tonight was awesome yep you guys if you weren't here you missed it but you can watch the the, re- the rerun and howard just what awesome, the hell's a rerun awesome, dude i don't know Raj and rerun dwayne wayne i don't know but thank you so much howard kaplan thank you so much for uh for joining us tonight i think this was like like one of the first things he's ever done i think as far as like like yeah. like public like speaking or or whatever i i think that so so very cool very cool very cool the replay that's right janice that's right that's right um and so uh, again really quickly if anybody knows anything about about a, a frankenstein from fender guitar that was possibly used in a movie um get a hold of me let me know and just ask just asking just asking if, if if that's legit if that's true and then uh steven rosen will be here to talk about his book tone chaser understanding edward my 26 year journey 
Stephen Rosen will be here February 11th talking about his, his new book. And awesome. I pre-ordered mine yesterday. Kurt with a K pre-ordered his yesterday. <laughs> so, Music so. Therapy Laz is just on time. Good night, everybody. All right. <laughs> Goodbye. <laughs> Laz, you missed it, dude. That amp that you just bought, the guy, the guy that, that designed it was yeah, just he here. he designed it. You he had it. his hands all up in it. And he and he you, said you the one it. that got sent to that guitar, uh, guitar center where he bought oh, it from no. was, was defective. Oh no! no, no, no. It was made Vietnam. Don't buy that one. Don't oh, buy that. It was made in Vietnam. Oh my goodness! All right, thank you, uh, th thank you, everybody. Thank you so much, channel members here on Johnny Bean TV. Thank you so much for all your support. Um, and again, there's a few names I need to add to that. I will promise I will do that this weekend. I will get to it. And I will, I will reorder that. So Steve Carmichael is the very last Steve name Carmichael. on there. Full flug. And, and uh, full flug. Thank you so much, dude. And we will see you guys tomorrow. You guys know we'll be live tomorrow for, uh, for It's Stratterday Night with your host, John BL. And uh, there we go. Looks something like that. So we'll see you guys. See you guys tomorrow night. Um, thank you, JJ. JJ, dude, thank you for all your help too. JJ, thank you so much. We're trying to figure out a problem I'm having with with a piece of gear, and it's just driving us insane. But JJ, thank you so much. That's cool, dude. We were on a, a private call in the Discord uh, for like two hours, uh, whatever night that was. Um, and symmetry with symmetry and uh, ding, yeah. Paul, Paulie Walnuts, great talking to you today, man. Great talking. Well, John, to you. just making the rounds, huh? Yeah, I like to talk to all of my get around. <laughs> <laughs> all right, all fans. All right, all right. We'll see you guys later. Symmetry. I'll see you over on Twitch in a bit. Rock on, dudes. Johnny Bean TV. Bye. Don't do it. <laughs> Don't do it. Gross. <laughs> Gross. Man, there's the amp right there. That thing sounds incredible, dude. That thing sounds Iconic. amazing. And and uh Laz owns it. Laz, when I get back up there, yeah, we're gonna we're gonna crank that thing, man. But don't do it until crank Johnny it, gets there. Don't, don't even don't play it. Yeah. Don't touch All it. Right. Will you stop touching me? <laughs> <laughs> Don't touch me.